Welcome to the Government Technology Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Langan. In this episode, we're taking a closer look at the Department of Defense's modernization strategy. The Department of Defense recently released the National Defense Strategy, which identifies the need for mutually beneficial partnerships between industry and government to overcome the complex and interconnected challenges facing the nation. The DOD's modernization strategy and implementation plan identifies the need for modernization of military operations to ensure mission success. For this conversation, I sat down with modernization experts Joe Kehoe, who's Maximus's Vice President, Defense Market Leader, and Nate Aiken, Maximus's Senior Director for the Air Force Market. And I hope you enjoy our conversation today. And Joe and Nate, thanks for joining us today. Great to be here, Matt. Thanks for having us. Great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's our pleasure. So let's kick it off. The National Defense Strategy and the Digital Modernization Strategy provide the DOD with direction on how to operate and achieve its mission. So with that in mind, can you describe the shifting requirements in DOD operational environment and how they have created new digital modernization challenges? And we'll start with Joe on this one. Well, thank you. Um, The National Defense Strategy really describes what the department is doing. So defending the homeland, deterring strategic attacks, deterring aggression, building a resilient joint force and defense ecosystem, uh, where the digital modernization strategy sets the IT priorities and goals across the department. Uh, As the department continues to modernize, we're seeing its partnerships with industry tightening. Uh, And Maximus is part of that defense ecosystem partnership. Uh, The department's moves, and as it continues to shift um, its kinetic posture and fighting wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, to technological modernization of our IT infrastructure, it's resulted in seeing an increased focus uh, on readiness uh, and a priority around readiness and IT modernization to maintain our superiority over our adversaries. And so at Maximus, our ability to support the mission uh, of our defense clients is centered really around three areas. Number one, mission-centric solutions. Our clients' mission and the impact to the people they serve are, are paramount and at the front of mind in every program that we support. Number two, scaling with innovation. So uh, Maximus, we, we have strategic alliance partners such as AWS, Google, Microsoft, many other emerging technology partners, and we continue to augment those relationships so that we're not just relevant to today's mission challenges, but we're able to deliver innovation at an accelerated pace across the department uh, to support the services and agencies' demands. And then number three is rapid deployment. We are responsive to our clients' needs, and we're there whenever they need us. And those are the three pillars that uh, that really drive us as we uh, continue to move forward. That's great. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate those insights. Nate, anything to add to that one? Yeah, I want to dive in, Matt, a little bit more on what Joe said about our, you know, our operator-centric view of the mission. And, and that mission is really changing. There's the introduction of, you know, a lot of new elements and imperatives. There's new systems that are consistently being introduced. The heavy reliance and the increased reliance on sensors to be able to capture data, whether that's unmanned systems, avionics, operators, everything, every element of the mission is now, you know, a data capture element. Partner nations, bilateral, multilateral imperatives in the Indo-Pacific, especially as a priority theater, 
is requiring increased information sharing. And that, that information sharing has to be secure. It has to be resilient to be able to protect against adversaries. And that's the next element that our, our, our adversary strategic competitors are uh, rapidly proliferating in technology to, you know, to introduce new threats. And then the, the shift from operations into multi-domains, you know, traditionally, as Joe mentioned in Afghanistan and Iraq, there was kinetic land warfare. But what we are seeing now is a shift into cyber and space domains and increasing focus in undersea. So all of those elements um, have led to the necessity to modernize technology, the modernization strategy. And in Joe's Mitch, and, and as Joe talked about how Maximus is partnering with our clients to be able to drive innovation and support those modernization efforts. That's great. So, you know, the DOD outlined their approach for successfully implementing the goals listed in the modernization strategy. So along those lines, how does cultural transformation around people, processes, and procedures affect digital modernization efforts and really mission success? And we'll stick with Nate on this one. Yeah, it, it, it's Matt, it's really about the people, right? I mean, the, the processes and the technology are, you know, supporting and tangential elements, but let's just think about the workforce um, because, you know, the operators are who we support. Those are the people that are executing the mission. It's a new generation. The military is getting younger. Our client base is getting younger. And this is the gaming generation. They grew up with... Xboxes and handhelds and social media and the way that they learn and the way that they process information is different. So when you take a user experience perspective and you design from a human centric standpoint, you have to develop the way that people process and, and, and intake and learn. So the training has to be different. Training has to be on demand. It has to be iterative. I mean, these applications and the capabilities that Maximus is developing, they are very dynamic because we talked about, you know, in your first question, the mission is changing. So how are we bringing the right learning development and training methods to be able to rapidly and, you know, accelerate um, the increase of knowledge, skills, and abilities. And then you have policy and governance, you know, change management best practices say that, you know, you have to be able to communicate the change. You have to be able to lead the change. You have to establish a burning platform to necessitate the change. And then you have to sustain the change. So digital modernization is no different than really any other organizational change. There has to be a plan around it. So when you talk about, you know, the transformation and, and, and the success factors, it is having a, a well-defined, well-thought-out and deliberate, you know, people engagement and policy development plan to be able to communicate the necessity to change and the desired outcomes to the organization. That's great. Thanks, Nate. Joe, anything to add to that one? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, to dive in a little bit more, you know, around the workforce, what's outlined in the digital modernization strategy, I mean, the top priorities are cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, cloud, command control communications, right, networks. One of the underpinnings of successfully achieving the DOD's modernization goals is this workforce transformation. It is a cultural shift. Uh, we have to ask the question, how do we as an ecosystem, right, government and industry remain relevant? 
and being able to continuously train a workforce uh, and as an individual learn and maintain relevancy is critical. As a partner to our defense clients, we believe it's essential we maintain a, a skilled workforce. At Maximus, we invest in our people and continuous learning and encourage and sponsor continued uh, education, such as gaining certifications or upskilling in cybersecurity, data science, cloud, you know, new application development languages. We listen to our employees and have an environment that focuses on growth of the individual. And that acts as an accelerator when we put those individuals on programs to be able to support the mission. I can tell you, you know, as an executive here, I can confirm we, we take that approach uh, very seriously. That's great. So let's shift over and talk about how can, like really, how can the DOD mesh different capabilities to gain strategic advantage in competitive environments? And we'll actually stick with Joe on this one. Yeah, so traditionally, when we thought about technology advances of legacy systems, we focused on the operational systems and improving a process or increasing the functionality of an application within the organization it supported. Uh, in today's technology ecosystems, legacy systems still have a place. However, those are often compartmentalized. Uh, as we move forward with technology modernization efforts um, to include transitions to the cloud and integration of emerging technologies such as AI, we really start to break down those organizational barriers and increase collaboration of data securely while accelerating the department's ability to address mission needs across organizational domains. And, and that's really where we're seeing the demand. It's looking at solutions and it's looking at technologies from an enterprise standpoint, as opposed to just an organizational need and requirement. And we're seeing platforms be created to help support some of those advancements and enterprise need. The Air Force has uh, things such as Kessel Run, right? Platform One was such a huge inf influencer, not just across the department, but frankly, across the federal landscape. And we're seeing innovative approaches to pulling in emerging technologies and integrating them to accelerate not just uh, applications themselves, but it's having a driving effect on how the department is going to successfully achieve uh, zero trust, right? And, and how it's going to be able to um, not just secure the applications and build the applications, but um, provide access securely uh, to more people and to be able to do that from the headquarters to the tactical edge. Excellent. Thanks, Joe. Nate, anything to add to that one? And we talked about earlier the importance and the reliance, increased reliance on data as a competitive advantage. So data is captured. And then that data is used in applications that are developed through a DevSecOps approach, moving security further left in the development cycle to be able to use agile, you know, development methodologies for iterative and dynamic development. And those applications, they have to reside somewhere then and where that data is stored. And that's in the cloud, you know, the move from on-prem infrastructure to the cloud, not just a best practice in modernization, but is being driven by policy from DOD and the service CIOs. And then that those cloud um, 
environments have to be protected. That's where you introduce cybersecurity and things like zero trust, which Joe mentioned. So now that you have your data and your capabilities in the cloud and you are protecting them with cybersecurity, the data has to be used somehow and to be able to you know, accelerate the interpretation, visualization, and the meaning of that data, you introduce artificial intelligence and machine learning, the algorithms that are able to faster process and, and provide decision superiority. And that's really what it's ultimately about. So when you take all of Maximus's capabilities and you bring them together, you create a full ecosystem of operational elements that operators and our clients can use together to provide them a more comprehensive and effective and efficient operating environment. Great. So if we step back a little bit and then look at look at it from the big picture, what really defines success in a modernization program? And we'll start with Nate on this one. There's a couple elements, right? Number one would be resiliency. Are your capabilities and your modernization efforts are they secure? You know, can they be successful in unproven and, and untested operating environments? You know, if you look at the geopolitical landscape right now, the, the focus of DOD is in some congested and contested spaces that we have not previously operated. So can they scale? Right. Can you take your digital modernization and can you move it to an enterprise level? It's not just being able to implement and be successful in one isolated episodic incident, but can you take it to your entire user base? You know, are operators more effective in the way that they are using the capabilities? Are leaders being able to be provided with more informed decision making capabilities? And really, you know, is the mission more successful? You know, are your operators safer? are success factors more easily and readily achieved. So, you know, and then there's their deterrence, right? The DOD is, you know, we all know that its mission is to be able to, you know, protect the national security interests. Are we able to effectively deter threats to our livelihood and way of life through being able to leverage technology to gain an advantage? That's great. Thanks, Nate. Joe, would love your take on this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, just diving in a little bit deeper on the informed uh, decisions. I mean, we believe success is, is measured by how well we support the people our clients serve. And so when we look at modernization of IT environments and advancements in emerging technologies, how they've enabled the DOD armed services and agencies to gain more insights and ask questions of their data, We've seen a shift from a descriptive posture where, you know, we once asked what is happening to a predictive posture uh, where we're now gaining insights through data to understand what's going to happen next. And that's that's critical. We're seeing that in applications, but we're also getting smarter about how we approach applications and how we approach sort of the road mapping and impact that's going to have from an end user perspective. Um, this increase in insight uh, allows commanders in the field and senior executives to make decisions more quickly and accurately provide an advantage uh, for our operators. 
Great. So the National Defense Strategy notes that mutually beneficial partnerships, especially between industry and government, are really key to overcoming complex challenges. So with that in mind, tell us about the programs that the DOD has partnered with Maximus on to drive transformation. And what are some of the lessons learned that can support the DOD's modernization journey? Joe, would love your take on this. I mean, each program we support starts with an understanding of our clients' mission objectives. So let me give you an example. The uh, Defense Health Agency's mission is to support providers and supply uh, care to the warfighter to ensure they're fit and healthy, both physically and mentally, um, and to be a ready and lethal fighting force. Okay. <clears throat> One of their um, innovation arms within the Defense Health Agency is web and mobile technology, and that's the center for software development. Maximus supports the Defense Health Agency, web, mobile, and technology, WMT programs, and we develop innovative applications of a variety of types, mobile, progressive web apps, and virtual reality apps uh, that are designed to help active military veterans and their families live better uh, and healthier lives through better mental health. Um, we're currently developing a number of applications uh, for WMT uh, that have been co-created with our clients. And one of our VR apps, uh, virtual reality apps, is designed to educate the users around post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms while providing interactive ways to uh, get their heart rate up, um, the user's heart rate up, uh, while learning. And so, you know, it's critical we continue to challenge ourselves and deliver these kind of innovations uh, to our men and women in uniform and you know, Maximus, that's what we're passionate about, right? Making making a difference. Thanks, Joe. That's really good stuff. Nate, would love your take on that. Yeah, you talked about the lessons learned, Matt, and I believe that, you know, one of the, the, the lessons learned that can be applied to just about every modernization effort that you undertake is 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 involving and integrating your end users into the development process. Developing in silos you know, can be a diminishing return because, you know, we talked about successful transformation. If user requirements are not integrated into the architecture, the blueprinting, the development process, then what happens is you, you deploy capability that doesn't actually meet the requirement or is not informed by user preferences or user needs. So the example that Joe gave of the, the DHA WMT you know, Maximus involved, you know, user-centric testing and design principles and philosophies in that because ultimately service members and their families are the customer. So in order for them to get the greatest utility and the, the best experience, their preferences have to be taken into account. And that can be applied not, you know, not just in application development, but we mentioned cybersecurity and zero trust. You know, are your cybersecurity and zero trust policies inhibiting or precluding being able to actually use the tools that are needed in, you know, in, in executing the mission? So it's all about the people. It's all about the end user, the customer, and the mission. And designing and developing from that standpoint gives, you know, Maximus and our partners the highest probability of success and, su and sustained success in being able to accomplish and achieve the outcomes of their modernization journey. 
All right, good stuff. And our last question for this interview is future focus. So what investments would you recommend for, ex for expanding the DOD's future defense capabilities? And we'll start with Nate on this one. Yeah, the Matt, the the only thing that is certain in the future of DOD's technology requirements is that they're going to change, right? As I mentioned earlier, you know, you tie everything back to the mission. Missions change, operating environments change, adversary capabilities change, platforms change. So what we need to do is to be able to be agile and dynamic. But to be a little more specific and ask and, and actually answer your question, the movement and, and increased movement into multi-domains, cyber and space are not going away. Being able to control and dominate those environments is gonna be critical for gaining competitive edge against our adversaries. Unmanned systems. If you look at the chief of naval operations or the chief of the Air Force, every one of their operational strategies introduces unmanned, um, hybrid manned pro uh, systems and platforms to be able to cover larger geographic areas. And those, those systems and those unmanned platforms are going to capture more data, new data that is going to be, you know, processed, exploited, and disseminated to leaders to make decisions. And then there's going to be new threats, right? Investing in research and development to create incubators and innovation labs to um, test and evaluate effectiveness, you know, identify vulnerabilities to be able to create a safer, more effective force in our department. That's, that's where I would look for the future for technology requirements. Thanks, Nate. Joe, any thoughts on future capabilities? You know, we in government and industry have to continue to lean forward and innovate and accelerate capabilities to get them into the hands of our men and women in, in uniform. Keeping pace with the speed of technology is a challenge for, for the department, right? And that's why we that's where we see this closer bond, right? Through acquisitions, it requires a close alignment with industry. And it's Maximus, I mean, we view it as as a responsibility to make sure that that we are continuing to uh, challenge ourselves to build those strong relationships with emerging technologies, right? To always stay uh, on the cutting edge, to experiment internally so that we're able to respond to our customer demands. Um, we're able to pull together the right people with the right technologies to drive the right solutions that ultimately are going to have a positive impact on the mission. And so, you know, together, right, we can we can securely bring innovations into operating environments and maintain that technological dominance. Thank you, Joe Kehoe and Nate Aiken for joining us today. And big thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. If you're interested in staying up to date on the best practices and proven strategies for leveraging innovative technologies in federal, state and local government, be sure to visit governmenttechnologyinsider.com. I'm your host, Matt Langan, and until next time, so long.